Sorry, sir, I can't seem to locate her. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 9, Episode 4, Father's Day. It's the 202nd episode overall, directed by Alan Alda, written by Karen Hall, which is a new writer, yay, Mm. originally aired on (laughs) December 8th, 1980, and the production code is Z405. You realize there are millions of people in Asia with no food, and I'm one of them? Hey, everybody, listen to this. I've got the most exciting news. My father is coming to visit day after tomorrow. Howard Sir Al Houlihan? I thought your dad was retired, Margaret. What's he doing in this neck of the woods? It's a business trip. He's a civilian military advisor now. After my mom and dad got divorced, he decided to take on a little something, keep himself busy. Sound idea. Idle hands are Lucifer's workshop. Well, I, for one, can't wait to shake his hand grenade. Remember when he sent Margaret that camouflage negligee to prevent sneak attacks? Can it, you creeps? Colonel, you will see that this camp is shipshape for his arrival. Aye, aye, Major. Anything else? Well, sir, now that you mention it, your hair could use a little trim. (laughs) And the plot summary for this episode, Margaret's cold-hearted father visits while the gang tries to hide a stolen side of beef that was given to them by an appreciative patient. Well, your outside looks okay. Any inside information? It feels pretty good, Doc. Then I'm releasing you in the morning. You can go back to your unit. You people did a terrific job. I'd love to find a way to pay you back. I work in food requisitions and disbursements. Oh, the Department of Cruel and Unusual Nourishment. Now I know where you got that. Pistol whipped with one of your own waffles. It was even dumber than that. This General Beswick heard we had fresh strawberries and just had to have some. So they sent me up to the front and my Jeep turned over. Your strawberry general deserves a big raspberry. Yeah, I'll say. He lives high off the hog and guys like you eat slop. Maybe I can do something for you. How'd you like some steak? Oh, gee, I don't know. You mean, give up gristle? No kidding. When I get back, I'll try to lay my hands on some prime stuff. Well, no offense, Morgo, but I've heard that before. Why don't you just relax? Don't bite off more than I can chew. And for guest stars, we have Andrew Duggan, who plays Colonel Alvin Howitzer Houlihan. From 1953 through the time of his death in 88, he was a fixture in both movies and television. It was impossible to list all the different shows this prolific actor was part of, either as support, guest, or star. But to give an idea, he was General Ed Britt on 12 O'Clock High from 64. He was Cal Calhoun in Bourbon Street Beat in 59, and his most famous role as Murdoch Lancer in Lancer from 68, and the original John Walton opposite Patricia Neal in The Homecoming, A Christmas Story from 71. Mm. I do recognise him, actually, in quite a few things. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Kramer plays Sergeant Moorgrove. Now, Jeffrey Kramer was born on July the 15th, 1945, in New York City. Uh, he's a producer and actor, also known for Jaws, Clue, and, oh, Jaws 2. There you go. And then we have Art Lafleur. He played the MP. Art initially planned on being a screenwriter, but was ultimately persuaded to try his hand at acting by fellow actor and friend Jonathan Banks. Lafleur started landing acting gigs in plays in 1977 and acted in his first TV movie a year later. Often cast in tough guy roles, Art continues to act in a steady succession of both film and television shows alike. 
And Roy Evans plays the orderly. Now, Roy Evans was born in 1930 in Bristol, England. He's an actor known for The Elephant Man, Oliver and Hamlet. And, of course, we have the return of Kelly Nakahara as Kelly Yamato. That's him! He's here! Fallen! Tang Hut! Dress right! Dress! Wipe those smiles off your faces and try not to look so miserable! Oh, Dad, it's so wonderful to see you! Margaret, please, not in front of the troops. Oh, of course. Dad, my nurses. Sir, Colonel, ready for inspection. Margaret, this sort of thing is a little out of my league these days. Oh, come on, Dad, you'll be so pleased. They're the sharpest nurses in Korea. All right. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I will start us off. Good. Hmm. <laughs> I gave this... I gave this... A seven, right. and then I bumped it up a little bit to like a seven point two. Point two. I I couldn't give it a seven point five. I don't know. You could have given it a six point eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like a low seven. I would say. I don't. Know. We'll mm. see. I'll talk about it more and then see if that changes my mind at all. I don't know. I just her father is just such an unlikable character. Yeah. And I love Houlihan, and to see. Him treating her this way, it just made me dislike him even more. And I felt bad for Houlihan. And I don't know. It was just, it was, sometimes it was, it was hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I really did like about this was the side of beef when Hawkeye gets it. The, their first <laughs> thought is to share it with everybody. Let's throw a party. Yeah. Let's surprise everyone. You know, it wasn't let's hoard it for ourselves and have meat for a while. It was, you know, let's just have it blow out and just enjoy this for everybody so i did like that it just shows how how great bj and hawkeye are and how much they care about the camp really really like that little aspect of the story Mm. um i actually liked that storyline more than i liked the main storyline yeah um you know that was the bigger story that would have been great i did like you know potter's conversation with margaret's father howdy alvin i heard you're pulling out a mite early so i thought i'd stop over and say goodbye goodbye colonel Nice meeting you. I never got a chance to tell you how much your daughter means to all of us. We couldn't run this place without her. Well, that little girl's the best thing that ever happened to me. Is that so? You sure got a funny way of showing it. I beg your pardon. Margaret's busted her britches trying to please you, but you don't seem to give a tinker's damn. Forgive me, Colonel, but what business is this of yours? It's my business because I care about her. That girl feels like you've got no use for her. Listen, Colonel, my daughter knows that I love her. After all, I came halfway across the world to see her, didn't I? That should say it all. It doesn't say enough when all you can do is find fault. What are you talking about? Well, for starters, walking out on her in the middle of OR didn't exactly boost her morale. That had nothing to do with Margaret. Then what did it have to do with? Was it the doctor's tomfoolery? Was it the blood? Let me tell you something, Alvin. I've seen tougher birds than you who couldn't take it. But it shouldn't happen to me. You mean you'd let Margaret think she's a failure rather than admit you were about to lose your lunch? 
You'd rather crush her feelings than let on you're human like the rest of us? I know. You're so busy being Howitzer Al Houlihan, you can't even let your own daughter know you love her? Listen, Colonel. You raise your family, and I'll raise mine. Look, I get the feeling you're not the kind of man who would have acted the way you did the other night. Unless something's really eating you. Nowadays, you've got a lot of empty spaces in your life. You don't have your men, and you don't have your woman. But you do have your daughter. I'd say right now, you're running away from the one person you should be getting close to. Kind of laying it out and not caring that he's insulting the man. Um, he needed to hear what Potter had to say. You know, Potter's yeah. more of a, a father to Margaret than her own father. Mm. You know, uh, I am happy that Potter's, that uh, Margaret's father actually wised up slightly at the end. You know, and, and, and said he was proud yeah. of her. And you just, again, Loretta Swit's acting is just, it's spot on. There's that one little line when mm. he just said, I'm proud of you. And you can see it in her face. And then, of course, she gets excited. Oh, yeah. and, she, and you can see her walking with pride. And she's standing a little taller. But just that little moment, it's, it's so good. And I think it's probably why I gave it a little bit higher rating. Just because of her, mm. I mean, it was just so well that little bit was so well done. And that's what you needed. You needed that little bit because you felt so bad for her the entire time. And then she got that. That's all she ever wanted was her father's approval. That's it. She always... Yeah. And then, you know, he was never happy. And it wasn't even about her. It was his own issue. He just wasn't telling her that it wasn't about her. So he just let her assume hmm. these were because, you know, it was all her fault. And, of course, she took blame. And I don't know. It just... That bothered me. But... yeah. I did like the end with the beef and the MP coming in. Okay, you people are all in trouble. General Beswick wants his beef back. Sergeant, we've been expecting you. You must be tired and hungry. We've saved a plate for you. Sorry, ma'am, that's stolen beef. Now, hold on, Sonny. Before you accuse anyone of cattle rustling... You better taste this first. Have a bite of habeas carcass. Oh, wait, I, uh, I can't. Uh, pass him the mushrooms. Oh, mushrooms. Oh, did you say mushrooms? I was right. This is steak. Matter of fact, it's the best steak I ever tasted. <laughs> Finish it up. Hey, wait, uh, what am I going to say to General Beswick? Well, after you've digested the evidence, you can honestly tell the general he's got absolutely no beef here. <laughs> that was that was a great scene. Yeah. And again, that storyline was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I am happy that they yeah. all got the meat. Because normally they yeah. get something great and it gets taken away from them. Or it gets destroyed. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, or shot up yeah, or yeah. something. But they all got it and they all were just so happy. And I love when the whole band of Mash people are just ecstatic and excited, and you can imagine having real, real beef after so many. Oh yeah, instead, spam, instead you know, I mean, I love spam. Don't get me wrong, but spam and liver over and over and over again would get really tiresome. Yeah, but no, but I, I, I mean, like I said, I, I you know, I, I'm, I think I'm going to give it a seven point five. I did, I did. Oh, right. I'm thinking back on Margaret. 
you know, and and Potter speeches and picking out the good little aspects of the story. It was it was good. It was it yeah. was a really good, it was a, it was an enjoyable episode for me. All right, Meds, rip it apart. Well, the, the funny thing is, is I gave it seven and a half uh, oh, to okay. my notes here. Um, and I think I'm just deciding whether I should keep it there. I think I probably will. I think the reason is, is that the reason why I, it sticks in my head as me not liking it is because it's what you said. We, we get protected mm-hmm. over these characters and we're protected mm-hmm. over Margaret. You know, we've seen her, her as a character grow from being the hard assed you know, what person mm-hmm. with Frank Burns in the earlier episodes to, to what she is now. And to see her dad come in and just be an absolute ass to her is, is really actually really quite upsetting yeah. and quite annoying. Especially as the fact you don't know why. I mean, there's, there's no. I don't even. I think there's some of the fact that obviously because you find out that obviously um, he's not with Margaret's yes. mom anymore and all this kind of stuff. But it's never really told why he's acting like an idiot, is it? Really, you know. So, so you're there going, well, what, why is he? Why is he acting like? This? Why is he being such a, yeah. a, a an arse? Do you know what I mean? And you're kind of like, you know, she's so excited to see him. She wants to do her best, and you know, and and. And you see that so much, and you, you know, I mean, I've got a daughter, and I never stop telling her how proud I am. But don't get me wrong; I will tell her when she, I'm, you know, I'm a bit yeah. disappointed in her. But I always make sure she knows that, you know, she's, you know, she's doing well, and she can do a bit better maybe, but she's doing well. I don't, I, and I think that's the father in me. So seeing him like this is is just kind of like yeah i hate him i really do hate him and and so does the so does the rest yeah. of the gang you know i mean they call him giggles Hulahan, you know and 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 but mean potter gives him the speech and even then i thought that would have been an ideal opportunity yep. for him to talk to yep. potter the reason why he's not feeling too great yeah. you know yeah and but that doesn't come about so you're still left not liking him at all even when he reluctantly sits in that jeep and goes i'm proud of you yeah, yeah. and you think <laughs> Are you are you really proud of you? Because you know yeah. it doesn't come across that you really are. It does explain Margaret's personality and why she works I so hard and why because with yeah. a father like that, oh my gosh, who needs enemies? Mm. You know, oh, well, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I like the fact she gets annoyed with the lads because that you know, and even though really they haven't done anything wrong, because they are just sticking up for her and seeing how mm-hmm. much of a you know a, 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 you know a, a, of an arse he is. So, um, I'll keep it. I'll keep it at seven and a half because I think the reason why it probably works so much like that is because I was going to turn say, "Oh, you know that that's not very well written in that book." But I suppose it is because it's got the emotion that is expected from this episode. You are meant to feel this yep. way towards this bloke, and so that's extremely well done by the, the writer nope, there. I totally agree, uh, and I. I yeah, and I think what you said, Loretta Swit, once again Ugh. knocks it out of the bag here with her acting, and you know, and you, you just want to, you just want to hug her, you want to <laughs> hug her and turn around and say, "Man, you are so so important to the army. You do an amazing job." And I think because you know that comes across on screen, it, this episode works. Um, you know, I, I think yeah, I'm going to stick with seven and a half. You know, I'm gonna, the more I think about it, the more I think how it worked uh, for me watching it. So yeah, yeah, yeah seven and a half. No, I, and I totally agree. I, it's hard because when you really hate a character, you hate them so much, but you're like, but that writer did a good job for me to hate that person so visceral, viscerally. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's just, oh. I think there's well, I think there's the difference between hating a character because of the fact that the character is meant to be dislikable, yes. like, and hating a character like I really couldn't stand. Um, what's his name? The the secret guy who'd pop up out of a bin. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what his name was now. You know, flag. Flag. I hated Flag because I couldn't. St- I couldn't stand him. that that character. He's just like it's just like a pain in the ass every time I see him turn up. Yeah. But this is a character that I hate because he's he's, he's wrote that way. That's like so Burns. Frank Burns for me is that type of character, where yeah. I, I just 
you were meant to hate him. He, you're, he's mm. a bigoted, just stupid man, and you're meant to not yeah. like him. You know, and that's it worked because I did not like Frank Burns. I didn't like no, and wonderfully, wonderfully played by you know um, Larry Linville, Larry oh, yeah. Linville, oh, by yeah. Larry Linville for that. Incredible, you know, totally, Incredible. totally the opposite of what it was like in real life. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, I am. Uh, uh, Giggles Houlihan is here for the unhappy hour. Well, the least we can do is buy him a whiskey sour. Come on, for Margaret, let's make nice. I'm a Good evening, Colonels. Is this a private conversation, or can a couple of captains join in? Hello, doctors. Pull up the chair, boys. Albert and I were just rehashing our salad days. Good, we can use some new stories. Do you men always dress this casual? Well, there's been no formal declaration of war. Makes no difference. You're still soldiers. How about we all have a drink? John, me. You fellas don't have a hell of a lot of respect for the Army, do you? Oh, let's not talk shop. I'll have a beer, Colonel. How about you, Hawk? You're damn lucky to be wearing your country's uniform. How dare you clowns make a mockery of it? Well, why shouldn't we be clowns? We're living in a three-ring circus. Uh, that's one beer, and uh, what are you having, Pierce? I think I've had just about enough. Why don't you put away your fife and drum, Colonel? You punks make me sick. You're a disgrace to the flag. Damn if I'm going to stay here and drink. <laughs> IMDb agrees with us. They gave it a 7.4. Ah, well, there we go. Okay. So we're, we're almost spot on with them. So yeah, I guess the general consensus is 7.5 is a good number for uh, mm. for this episode. Yeah. Good stuff. Hawkeye, wake up! I'm not asleep. I'm dead. Leave flowers and get out. I've got bad news. You know that educational material we were going to eat? You didn't lose it. No, no, no. I just got a call. General Beswick's plenty steamed about his plate full of liver. He's got MPs sniffing everywhere. When they show up here, it'll be his cow and our hides. But we're not giving up without a fight. That's our beef. We stole it fair and square. Yeah, I respect your lack of integrity, but what are we going to do? I'm going to start the party a little early, that's all. That heifer is frozen solid. We'll never get it thawed before the MPs get here. Uh, gentlemen, do my ears deceive me, or have you purloined some sirloin? Not only sirloin, an entire side of beef. Ah, uh, hawk, uh, beege. Mm-hmm. Max, aren't we the four musketeers? Fighting, wenching, dining. Relax, Pathos, you're in. Klinger, get that beef over here and don't let anybody see you. Coming right up one side of beef, hold the witnesses. What can I do? Well, for starters, Charles, take off your pajamas. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I think Meds has our first one here. Yeah, so, okay, uh, in multiple previous episodes, especially in the first three seasons, Margaret speaks of a father in the past tense, implying that he's deceased. And on a few occasions, events that happened uh, before Dad died are openly discussed between Margaret and Major Frank Burns. Houlihan's death would be conveniently reversed as the series progressed, making room for more character development and leading ultimately to this episode. Yep, yeah. Because I know when the series started, she her dad was dead. So yeah, uh, this episode aired the same night, uh, which was December eighth, nineteen eighty, as John Lynn was murdered. Oh, Just thought that was an interesting fact. I mean, it's yeah. sad, but very sad. Yeah. Um, Margaret's father, Alvin Houlihan, was a retired colonel whose nickname was Howitzer Al, and he served under General MacArthur and kept a signed photo as a memento. He also gave his wife an engraved pistol for a wedding present that Margaret kept with her. 
I remember that when she talked about that pistol. Mm. The title references Father's Day, which is a day honoring fathers, celebrated on the third Sunday of June in 52 countries, similar to Mother's Day celebration. The first observance of Father's Day is believed to have been held on June 19, 1910, through the effort of Sonora Dodd of Spokane, Washington. Oh, okay, that's a nice fact. Yeah. Andrew Duggan, who portrayed Alvin Houlihan in this episode, was in reality only 14 years older than Loretta Swit. You really wouldn't think that. No, you wouldn't <laughs> at all. <laughs> Makeup. Yes. Um... <laughs> you! You! How dare you! You what do you what are you Margaret, strutting Ma- around Margaret, here like you Margaret, you, what do you calm think? down you, we, don't, we don't speak gibberish oh god i hope you both are satisfied you louses after your little shenanigans last night my father is packing to leave right oh, now uh-huh. yeah, well we, we were just trying to be friendly you know friendly yes he fired the first shot who do you think you're trying to kid Margaret, i heard the whole story how you both tried to humiliate him what is it with you hula hands we try to be civil and you jump down our throat we were just being so polite that's give me that! You both are nothing but a pair of juvenile delinquents! Oh, come on, now that's not fair. We were acting like adults. I mean, for once, why don't you give us the benefit of the doubt? Uh, Klinger, uh, not yet. Klinger, back to the post op. Klinger, freeze! What is that? Uh, what is that? Uh, may I present Private Biff Wellington? That's meat! Just following doctor's orders. <laughs> Adults, huh? Uh, you should have seen him when he came in. He was a vegetable. All right, it's trivia time. Last episode's question in the same episode of the previous question, season seven, episode 12, Dear Comrade, Quang comes up with a remedy for a mysterious rash. What was the remedy? And the answer is applying boiled bark to the rash. Mm. I remember that episode. And he was yeah. so shocked that they didn't understand a, a simple thing like that. All right, this episode's question. In Season 7, Episode 14, An Eye for a Tooth, Father Mulcahy helps a heroic chopper pilot whose, and this is in quotes, traveling companion had been destroyed. What was his companion's name? (laughs) And it's also a dummy, just FYI. (laughs) So... So yeah, go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Major, you always take your breakfast for a walk before you don't eat it? This was my father's breakfast, Colonel. He's too busy packing to eat it. I thought he wasn't pulling out till tomorrow. Well, he said that something came up, but I know what really happened. Do you blame him after what those two idiot doctors did at the officers' club? Whoa, Margaret, I think you're taking a little shortcut through the facts. Pierce and Honeycutt checked their tongues at the door. Your father was the one who was spoiling for a fight. That's impossible. Maybe not for a man who's had a few too many. I don't believe that for a minute. Now, just listen, Margaret. Would I be telling you this if it wasn't true? Something was gnawing at him long before he chewed out Pearson Honeycutt. You're right, Colonel. That something was me. You? I've been doing everything wrong since he got here. First, my nurses weren't good enough. Then I, I mentioned the divorce. And then the, the foul up in OR. So last night, he went looking for company in the Oak Club because he obviously didn't want mine. Oh, Margaret, you've been awful tough on yourself. He's such a wonderful man. And I've just been disappointing him my whole life. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. 
we have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH4077Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at GeekyFanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to mash4077podcast all over the interwebs You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right. I think that is going to do it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. On rare occasions, Meds and I actually come up with the same number, seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not not bad. It was good. Like I said, it had some really good Margaret moments, some really good Potter moments. You really hated her father, which was meant to be that way. <laughs> so overall, overall, it was a, it was a, an enjoyable episode. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, like you said, it really you don't realize how much you care about these characters until someone comes and kind of tears them apart. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you want to stand up for it. And like you said, all you want to do is hug her. Yeah. You know, and and say everything will be fine, and she's great, and oh yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, I am Kenny, and I'm Simon, and we'll be seeing you. Oh, Dad, I wish you didn't have to go now. Well, I'm sorry, Margaret. Plans have all been made, and it was nice seeing you. Oh, it's great to see you, Dad. You have everything? Yes. Your button's loose. I can fix that. Let me fix that for you. I'll just... Just leave it lay, Margaret. Bye. Bye, Dad. not have said it often enough, but I am proud of you. <laughs> hey, listen. Thank you, Dad. I think I can arrange to be in Tokyo sometime next month. Eh? Would you come see me? I'd love it. Oh, Dad. Oh, you bet I will. You bet I will. Goodbye, Dad. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio... 
or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Kunahulahan's death would be conveniently reversed as the series... Excuse me, I fast sped through my script there. Um, <laughs> title reference... <clears throat> the title reference is Father De- Ugh. And the answer is applying boiled bro- bro- blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> <laughs> Just right. read the damn script. I Kenny. know. Just read it. Why do I do improv? <laughs> <clears throat> God. All right. <clears throat>